Hello, this is your life-changing podcast, Knowings, Spiritual and All Things Human. Renowned spiritual leader, visionary, author, and advocate for humanity, Mahatma Chris Griscom, answers crucial questions from around the world with her vast illuminated cosmic wisdom. Gentle and often humorous in her knowings, she includes her famed Exercises in Consciousness that help to bring the listener into a state of expanded conscious self-awareness, global focus, and participation. With each segment in the series, Chris answers three diverse questions to discover deeper aspects of who you are and how to find meaning and purpose in your individual and global realities. This is for you. Chris Griscom is the world's foremost expert on reincarnation. Her intensives of the Light Institute with themes of all things human are for people around the globe with the purpose of changing lives and helping the planet. Chris Griscom brings the gift of higher consciousness, accelerating the evolution of humanity and the world. Oh, thank you so much for helping our waters and connecting to your own source energy. Actually, there's another part to our meditation. It's called knowings. And every week from around the world, people send in questions that they would like for us to focus upon to uplift ourselves, to illuminate these conversations to all who are participating. And Alison will tell us the questions that have come for this week. Alison? The first question is from Lagos, Portugal. Urgent question for Chris Griscom. Please tell us how to help the people who have died in Morocco. And everyone left behind who is grieving for them. Hmm. Well, thank you so much for this question, because there is so much that we can do on a spiritual level that can change everything. It's in two parts. The first part is what uh, I always recommend, and as an exercise in consciousness that that uh, we do when we are uh, in the middle of a ceremony of passing. And what that is, is to uh, imagine these people who have passed, family members or uh, people of your uh, community or your, or your country that have passed in unison together. And simply as you focus on them, and let your higher self show you the qualities and the gifts that they brought into this world with their lives. And once you might hear their love, uh, their generosity, their connection to everyone, whatever comes to your mind uh, that you perceive that you love in them. Once you hold that, it's important to know that by focusing on those qualities, you will inherit them. You truly will. It's a psychogenetic law of energy. So, as they have brought those, those gifts and qualities into the world and they are released, the qualities will come into you. And in that way, they live on through you. And you will find that without trying or thinking about it, one of these days you'll realize that, that you are carrying those qualities and that in that way they live on through you. And that is what one soul gives to another. It's really beautiful. In the second part, we can actually, through our consciousness, 
uh, we can help those spirits to be released. When people die in shock or, or drama or violence, their spirit tends to hover and stay uh, in this dimension, in the earth usually. And there are spirits that have been stuck in the earth thousands of years because time does not exist in the astral plane. And so what we will do, again, is an exercise in consciousness that allows for us to imagine that creating, as we were doing before, a beautiful beam of white light that comes down to the top of your head into your solar plexus, remember, the center of your emotional energies. And we will laser that out and create a beautiful moving avenue of white light that's going up into the cosmos. And then we will invite them all, get upon this avenue of white light and go home. Go home to those that love you. Because in the many incarnations we have, and certainly in, if you think of it in the generations of generations of generations, especially in, in this small village uh, in Morocco, uh, that uh, those who love you await you, and they do. And this helps the spirits to not be entrapped uh, within uh, the earth's uh, vibration, but to be released because they are finished with the purpose of their lives. Even if we don't see it that way, we can't see this spiritual story. But we can, through the power of our consciousness, help them to go home, to be at peace, to be in beauty, to be embraced by love. And so these are the two parts, and we will do them now. Close your eyes. Bring into your mind's eye Imagine all of these people who have died in this terrible earthquake. The children, the old ones, the parents, the friends, the lovers, all of them. There are more than 2,000 now, and there will be more. So bring them all into your mind's eyes, if they were all gathering in front of you. Mm-hmm. And then... Just take a deep breath and with your higher self helping you again, your own intuitive essence of your soul, ask them to show you the qualities and the attributes that they express, that they lived by in their lives. Again, it could be their love, their laughter, their connection to each other, their their, uh, gifts of, of embodiment. Whatever comes to you, just let your higher self show you what are the qualities that they held. And now imagine that you are receiving these qualities, that they now psychogenetically are inherited by you, that they are coming into your body, into your consciousness, your heart, your mind, your emotions, so that you can live these as did they. And by living these qualities, by really uh, consciously practicing that you have these qualities and, and you hold them dear, they will live on through you. Mm. 
and feel the qualities coming into you. Breathe deeply and feel as if you've inherited them now and you will live them. And then in that way, you have not lost them. They live on through you. One spiritual truth is that death never truly separates soul family. And now in the second part of this meditation for them, we will bring this white light and create this avenue and help them, their spirits, to be released from the shock and the density of dying here in this sudden way and release them to go home to beauty, to healing, to love. So again, imagining them. Reach up into the cosmos and pull down a pure beam of white light. It's the fastest energy. It holds all colors. Everything is made of light. Bring that white light down to the top of your head, down into your stomach, your solar plexus, and then Imagine that as you laser it out from you, it becomes a moving avenue of white light, like a conveyor belt that is moving upwards and upwards and higher and higher into and past these octaves of the astral. And once you can perceive this beautiful avenue of white light, just imagine that you are helping them get onto this avenue and go home to those who love you, who are waiting for you, go home to the peace and the harmony of the divine. And just imagine that all of them are moving now in concert onto the avenue of white light and their spirits are rising up on the light, on the light and going home and being free. Mm-hmm. And open your eyes. Thank you so much for asking this question and for all of you who are doing this because when, as we did especially in that first part, when we are grieving for those that we love or for those that have died in such a terrible way, when we turn our consciousness into who they are, the gifts that they brought, it helps to to ease the pain. It helps us in the action of doing this meditation uh, to really feel um, that they will live on through us and so we need not grieve all of our lives but what we need to do is to become the best in them so that they shine through us with great love. Alison, what's the second question? It's from Newcastle, New South Wales, Australia. I feel like the earth is one giant battlefield of raging emotions. <laughs> is there a way to ever stabilize human emotional bodies into the higher frequencies? Or are fear, anger, guilt, shame, judgment, etc., all just part of the human experience that we have to live with to also experience the good, like love, compassion, and joy? <laughs> No, we don't have to just live with it because our purpose is to help humans evolve from that wobbling emotional body energy 
to higher capacities of our emotional body's potential. And so there are kind of two parts of way that you could uh, participate and know that it's part of your destiny and your purpose to help uh, to change from the negativity to uplifting energies. And uh, one of them uh, is simply to begin to practice the art of seeing the best in yourself and in others. Every day, um, focus and, and realize when you have a positive thought or a generous gesture or uh, a connection that makes you happy. When you're happy, you will rebalance negativity on the planet. So uh, by teaching yourself to look for the good in others and to um, really feel that uh, as you look for that good, that you find it, and then finding it, you begin to see that in humans. It's just a matter of shifting. Are you paying attention to the negative, to the horrible emotions, or are you looking for the higher ones? And it is true that very often we hold the negative ones of anger and fear and justification and judgment uh, because they are very slow vibrating and so they're easy for us to attach ourselves to, especially with the news and the movies and all of that stuff that we perceive outside us. And the uplifting wonderful, higher uh, emotions are coming a flicker to us and, and, and we see them uh, not so much in others because we're not training ourselves to look for them, to recognize, wow, look what that person did. They were kind. Uh, they smiled. It can be something you could change someone's day and bring about more goodness in the character of humanity simply by smiling or, or making a comment uh, to someone that will uplift them, that shows them that they're connected because all of we humans, we need to be connected to each other. It's easy to do that once you choose to. The second part of that is to see everything outside you, inside you. So if you see people being violent or angry, a beautiful way to energetically change that is to Ask your body where you're holding that violence or that anger. Because it might not even be yours. You might have psychically picked it up when you were shopping or psychogenetically inherited it from someone in your family, that pattern of emotional anger. So ask your body where you are holding it. Because again, you can't perceive it in others unless you have a frame of reference for it. So it's so easy to say, well, where am I holding that anger? And whatever it is, whatever kind of negative emotion it is, where are you holding it? Bring a conscious awareness into that place in your body because it is stuck within the cells, within the organs, within the tissues of your body. And when you focus there, and then what color do you need, body, to clear away that anger? You don't have to carry the anger. You don't, have to, you don't have to sit on it because then you'll never go deeper to find the cause of it, which is never what's just happened. So what color do you need, body, to release it? And then imagine that you're sucking that color into whatever part of your body is holding that negative emotion, and you will feel better right away. And, again, to the opposite of that is uh, seeing kindness or... Uh, or a beautiful gesture or a beautiful attribute in another person, 
Where do I hold that potential? Or where do I hold that kindness? Or whatever it is. Inside my body. Bring your conscious awareness to that place. And imagine that you could prick it open so that 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 sense of emotional balance and goodness begins to flow through you. And when it flows through your body, again, you will feel differently. And then radiate it out. Imagine that you're sending that that good emotion out from you into the world. That's how we use our presence in body to change things that we want to see change and to embrace those things that support and uplift us. Great love. Alison? The last question is from Washington, D.C. in the USA. Oh, boy. Let's hear it. Chris, how did you become so global? And I'm talking about the global acceptance in your heart, how you embrace all cultures. I wish this for the whole world. Will you please share your secret? Well, it's really not a secret. It's something that deep inside the genetics of all humanity is that capacity. And you know what it is? It's a sense of recognizing others. Uh, So when you recognize others, then you know that you're connected to them. And so you belong. And so uh, it makes it easy for you to be global. Uh, And another aspect of that that's really wonderful uh, for me is that I've been doing incarnational work for more than 66 years. Imagine uh, the capacity, the gift of helping others to find and to, to be illuminated as to the source of their life now through the incarnations that they have experienced themselves and then to release release them so that those qualities come back to them. So through that, I know that I have come into this planet, I have lived here in all the the different races and the different cultures. As we have um, started in one spot and, and moved out across the planet, all of these cultures that have grown up, uh, we have access to them. Our fathers, 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 our mothers, mothers, mothers have carried them and reseeded them. Uh, and so we connect to those cultures, to those races, to those energies. Science tells us that there is no person further from you genetically on this planet than your 44th, some say 46th, cousin. That's a very, very small genetic grouping. And so even our science tells us we're connected. You think you don't have any uh, genetic connection to someone who has a different color of skin? I promise you that you do. And it might be recessive, just like, you know, we say that blue eyes are recessive and brown eyes are dominant. But they're both there, one way or another, through eons of time and connection and oneness that we've had. So this is what makes me a global being. I actually feel that link, and I love each culture and another little thing that I practice in my consciousness is when I'm experiencing a culture that maybe I'm, I'm in right now, um, in my travels or whatever, is that I 
I look for aspects, qualities that people hold, ways that they, that the laws that they use for their culture, for their lives, or their communities. And I find ones that, that I also have, and I express those, or I live those along with them. And that helps them to not see me as somebody different, or see me through um, my country, or my government, or something, or my skin, as different than them but rather to see me as their soul family. And that's how I do it. We are all global beings. Uh, Everyone who is on this planet at this time is passing through um, the initiations of personal genetics, personal karma, into global. The purpose of our coming here as a soul family is to be global. And we all are. We just have to acknowledge it and, and enjoy the incredible opportunities and that it offers to us in terms of how we live our lives, not as individuals separate and alone, but as, again, soul family. You and I and all 80 billion of us. <laughs> Great love.